Okay, Robert, following along with Tech Engine, uh, right now honing in on identifying the name of the label and that part of that tells you something in particular. What is that? Sorry, sorry, Damarata, the audio is cutting out for some reason. Oh, I think it's, right. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. a big difference. Thank you. Okay. As I started to say that we've been honing in on um, identifying or picking out a certain aspect of the uh, of the mind that we're calling the parent ego state and that you've identified it down to at least a small group of teachers. And now we've got a name, Judy. Okay, so now that we've got that, by the way, does Judy have a last name or did you uh, uh, call her Judy out of spite or something? Uh, no, that's that's a first name. She does have a last name, but I, I don't know if we should share that like, publicly. Okay, all right. Gotcha. All right. I was expecting a Mrs. Busybody or something like yeah. that. Judy was a kind of a bit of surprise, so I got you. <laughs> so you know exactly who this is in your mind. Yeah. Good. That's a very good thing. That's an anchor now. Okay, so now we're going to learn to play a game with her in your mind. Not the, not the lady that was in your past. Don't need to bother her. This is not her business. This is your business because it wasn't what she laid down. It's what you picked up. <laughs> right. And there's been a whole lot of laying stuff down. And us kids, we picked a lot of stuff up when it was really not the right thing to do. So every time now that you have those kind of thoughts, you can identify that. Aha, uh -huh, I see you, Judy. Aha, uh -huh, I see you, Miss Clemens, or whatever her name is. Okay. And we do so in the sense of, and it's okay now that I identify her because she's no longer a spook of the past. Okay, now we now we know what this is all about, and we're going to deal with her wisely by uh, flipping our finger and ignoring her happily. Okay. But in fact, we're, we're going to invite her to make a change and to join you instead. Okay, so what are some of the things that, that Judy has been telling you recently? Um, when I try to uh, like reframe something in my mind. Um, to see it in a new positive light. Uh, she will come in and say like. That's just you're just like telling yourself that to feel better. That's a lie. You know, the, the original statement the negative one was more true to the way things really are. Um, and then I'll be kind of conflicted and I'll be like, oh no, am I just telling myself this? Now I feel bad and like, like that kind of stuff. 
um that's really that's really the main thing is it's uh it's it's uh, like that's it or not the main thing but at least a big a big one like is when i try to okay. see situations like through a positive lens it's like that's that's just not true that's just you're lying to yourself and something about that feels really bad and disingenuous and um wait a minute wait a minute i didn't catch what what's now bad and disingenuous um uh telling myself something uh like a positive spin on things because okay. it feels like it's like it's fake and it's um it's like mm -hmm. less true okay. like i'm just kidding myself right in other words kidding that's an interesting word in the sense that um we as as really little kids we don't believe it anymore so there's a little kid in there that when judy says that you say oh no she's right things are really that terrible how dare me have a good time right that's kind of the child's reaction to her which then is the the continuing victim's position that we started out with and continue on with except now you've picked up the dialogue that she gave you and you cowered from and you've taken that dialogue out into your world even as an adult. And so anytime that you feel successful, you're going to hear Judy and you're going to go, oh no, maybe she's right. Right? Yeah. That's the dialogue. Uh-huh. So now that you're recognizing that, you could put a stop to both sides of it. Both the child buying into it and feeling bad. Instead of actually dusting yourself, picking yourself up, dusting yourself off and challenging her. When when she comes in and knocks the wind out of you. Mm -hmm. OK, so that's the first step. And then after you pick yourself up, you can invite her to not be so belligerent about the world. That's just not such a terrible place. I mean, we all recognize, <laughs> Robert, you're still alive. Yeah, true. Yeah, so whatever Judy has had to say about how bad things are, he ain't killed you yet. Good point. Good point, exactly. So congratulate yourself for still being alive. And in fact, you have been able to survive Judy so far. And if you can survive her, that means that you can, in fact, do a little bit more. And that is to start changing your attitude about it. That you don't have to cower when she says the world is foul of shit. You can say, yeah, I know I've been watching. <laughs> yeah. But in that regard, we've changed the definition of the word world. Did you catch me doing that? Um, that it's no longer a pile of shit. Well, what I mean by that is that sometimes we use the word world and it's really, really super duper inclusive, including the planet Earth all of the animals, all of the people, all of the crap that happens, all the bad weather and the whole shebang. 
And then there's another way of talking about the world in the sense of the world of the humans and the powerful mess that they have made of this poor planet, Mother Earth, when in mm-hmm. fact it's not her fault that we wrecked it and she would be better off without us. But yeah, here she agree. is continuing to support us anyway. What loving kindness. I mean, we've still got oxygen in the air. Isn't that marvelous? We haven't <laughs> destroyed that yet. <laughs> yeah, it's quite miraculous, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's All right. true. All right. Yeah. So we're, she's still supporting us. She's still taking care of us. And yet, so let's not include her in this concept of the world and start focusing in on what the real crap is all about. Because the real crap that it's all about, you could say it's the way that people treat each other. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, it's the society that humans have built. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the governments at every level. It's what happens inside and outside the churches and what happens between the various churches. It happens with the police department. It happens in prisons. It's just that's there's a mess out there, right? I agree. But in each instance of that mess, there is a messy mind walking into that mess. So really, the world is inside the human mind. That's where the world is. It can't be any other place other than perhaps the room that you're in, because that's the only real world that you've got is the world of your senses. And everything else is the world of concepts that are inside the human mind. So in a way, I've been tricking you all along with this concept of what is the world, because the world is whatever you make it to be your choice. I mean, I kind of know that, like, I kind of, I kind of know that, but. And if you're wise and watch what's going on, you can see the distinctions and the messes that people make and how our society is messed up. And one of the ways that it's messed up is is that we're continuing to mess up because we cannot possibly create a, um, a generation of old, wise children. Can't do it don't have the tools. But in fact, that's what happens with the Buddha Dhamma anyway. That happened at at the time of King Asok, when you had the few monks that were uh, taking care of one another and understood the Dhamma. And it was not really on the hush-hush. It was just that it was well-received in a certain way. And then King Asok came by and he says, I love you, love you, love you. He started carving temples and putting up things and giving monks robes. And uh, here comes a whole clamor, a horde of all of these holy men from all over India and engage in the city of Rajkri. And there wasn't enough actual Dhamma teachers to go around. It was certain it was something like a major university that's got like a faculty of 500 and a student body of 50,000 suddenly has 500,000 students without enough classrooms, without enough teachers, without enough. And so what happens with the students? They teach themselves. And this is the pollution of the teachings of the Buddha is because there wasn't enough teachers to go around. 
especially not on this one-on-one -on -one interaction that I gave mm -hmm. you, so that we can really get down to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so in that regard, the number of really truly wise people is going to be unusual and rare, and we have to just kind of put up with that. But it also gives you an opportunity to spread the Dhamma once you've got the Dhamma. And I'm doing my care careful best with my ramrod and <laughs> poking it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. With yeah. a spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down. Okay, so now that we're under uh, that you're under the um, less delusional impression that you have a whole lot of control over how you experience your world and your feelings about it that you could feel the kind of the way that you want to because you've already been practicing doing that all you've got to do now is deal with the part of it that when the, it, that part of judy comes in and says oh no you don't yeah yeah what do you want to say now <laughs> well the thing is like i feel like she kind of has a point like like there is a lot of like bad stuff that's going on and i think like I, I just feel, I feel guilty, you know, I feel bad, like, to have all these bad things happening, and I'm just, well, there's two parts of it, I feel guilty, because number one, I'm not doing enough to help it in the first place, and then number two, I'm on top of that, I'm then feeling good about that yeah. fact, like, that's like double the, you know, it makes it even worse, at least when I'm feeling bad. Well, doing... here's another way of looking at it, and that is, is that with all of that guilt, you actually go out and start uh, huffing and puffing and pushing people around and taking old ladies across streets they don't want to cross, and all kinds of stuff, and get big and important and powerful going around doing harm in the name of good. That's what it, that's what our society is built upon. I I know that's. I I completely agree. I I definitely So see maybe that. it's better to go get your wisdom first and get your uh, mental condition straightened out and make friends with Judy so that you can take Judy around and introduce her properly rather than beating your friends up with her. <laughs> that's a really good point actually. That's 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 a really really good point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I completely agree like I think like if I Meta is, a two -step, meta is a two-step process, and that's what we have to spread in the world is meta, loving kindness, and we do it with mudita, sympathetic joy. The best gift you could give someone has to be given joyfully. It, with the kind of expectations, it's going to be received joyfully and with gratitude. So that's the way that we want to learn to communicate with people and the way that we learn to communicate with people that way is practicing on the inside. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I can, you know, that that makes perfect sense to me. Everything you said that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense, yeah. Like face slap sense huh yeah 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 it's mm -hmm. like how do you be loving to other people you be loving to yourself first like of course of course i get i get into that the right attitude where i feel loving um damn that makes good sense <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs>
that, that actually like destroyed Judy's argument a bit, I feel. Yes, it does, doesn't it? It kind of yeah. wipes Judy right out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, because like I can't I can't make the world a better place by just being I'm just feeling bad. Like that make that just makes me more it, it makes it easier to be an asshole and harder to be a nice person, you know? Like I completely I completely see that. Completely. Damn, that's a really good point. <laughs> so next time Judy comes a knocking, you have a new choice on how to deal with her. Yeah. Another thing I've been doing is I've been trying to, and this is something Scott told me, um, is I've been trying to use less like absolutes in my thinking. So instead of saying like, because I noticed like, and he pointed this out to me over text that this is just like how I think is I've got to do X. Like I've got to be more compassionate to myself. And he pointed out, change all the got to's to get to's. Like I get to be compassionate to myself. And that has been like really actually difficult because I constantly, every time there's something I should do, it's like, I've always, I've got to do this. Like, or, you know, it's always like such a hard rule. Um, mm -hmm. And he's so pointing me out, like I have can... to change my thinking. Like, Okay, so maybe we can find a new catchphrase <clears throat> for you with that. Like we've got a we've got an anchor, we've got a handle now on Judy. So let's go get a handle on this one too. That you feel like once you've had a thought that that something wouldn't it be nice if now you feel demanded that you've got to go make it so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can change that in a way of just wouldn't it be nice? Or wouldn't it be fun to? Because be actually, fun to? The, because that's the doing of it is the important part, not the result. Wouldn't it be nice is the result. But wouldn't yeah. it be fun to, okay, wouldn't it be uh -huh. fun to go storm, storm the Capitol building? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so when we begin to put some humor into it, we can actually investigate to recognize that um, there's a there's an avenue that we can go down with that in the sense of thought. How many people have that thought and feel compelled and driven to go do that thing? Okay, like global warming or this particular uh, politician or this political party or this religion. People feel compelled to do all of that kind of stuff um for nationalism that in fact um here's an interesting point on that side and that is is that whenever there are is a war going on between two factions who from the outside comes and joins in both at the top level with the armaments and whatnot as well as who actually gets their passport and goes to the Ukraine. Who is it that goes to the Ukraine to go help them fight a war? I don't know. Sorry. Well, they're the ones who were driven to it, just like you drive yourself to go do stuff. You're just not driving yourself to go do that one. Right, right. But, but yeah. you could if you got on the wrong Internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. 
but you're exactly the kind that can go go do something really stupid because you get your mindset on it really needs to be done. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah. All right. So now we can start to play with that now that you can see it. Begin to play with that stuff. Begin to recognize that um, here's, in fact, a little story. This might help. Imagine that the wagon rolled down the hill and got stuck in the creek and the whole town, this is way back when, the whole town, everybody came out to help get the wagon out of the creek. And there were so many people trying to help the wagon get out of the creek that people could barely get their hands stretched out to get a piece of wood to take a push on. And everybody was pushing and pushing from all different directions. What happened to that wagon? Did they get it out of the creek in one no. piece? No, no. <laughs> Guess yeah. what the United States says? It's a wagon in a creek and everybody's there pushing on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so that's the way that we have to understand. Isn't there enough arms outstretched trying to push and do your part? I mean, they've been teaching you how to do that since you were a little kid. You got to go join. You got to go push. You got to go do your part. Wouldn't it be nice if that happened? Yeah. 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 It would be nice if, if all that pushing and pulling actually like paid off. Yeah. Well, guess what? It would if everybody was pushing in the right direction. But humans as they are, are pushing in all kinds of directions for all kinds of personal motivations because they're not pushing for the ultimate good of anyone actually they're all pretty stupid and they wind up in a in a lose-lose situation when we're talking about figuring out how to live our lives as a win-win situation so that you're a winner and everybody that you'd contact you tickle and they win too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that someone has to lose though in those issues like there's always going to be someone who's dissatisfied with the outcome i guess the no there's no, it's better to say they're all going to be dissatisfied, but some people laugh when you tickle. Yeah. <laughs> but our society teaches us to be dissatisfied. That's why we've gotten our society to such a high level. I mean, boy, it does stink to the high heavens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we did it by improving it. <laughs> over improving. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And here you are wanting to go out and prove things. <laughs> oh, man. You, you know, that's a really good point. That's a really good point. You know, I always get it in my head like I'm I'm kind of different than those people in the past because they were doing it for, you know, nationalistic reasons and they weren't like thinking in like universal terms for good of everyone. But like, it's true. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, no, I haven't read more books than them, like, yeah. Yes, they do keep coming back. Yes, they do keep coming back. Wakey, wakey. You could do that. You did it once. You could do it a second time. You could do it a third time. Pretty soon you're up and running. Okay. The baby, when it first stands up at the age of 18 months or something like that, each step is doubtful. They can fall down and get hurt at any moment. They need to have their hands held for a while. 
but after they're four or five years old, do you think that they continue to count the steps that they take? How many steps have you been taking? Oh, how many ten thousands, thousands, yeah. thousands and thousands of steps? Okay, so how many thousands of times are you willing to <laughs> to slap <laughs> Lucy back into place? What's her name? Uh, Judy. You're right. Right. Every time Judy comes, just take another step. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it does. It does get easier, doesn't it? it does get Certainly easier. it does. Certainly, because you're building skill and pretty good. Pretty soon you get good at it. You get good at it. Mm. And when you get good at it, you know you're good at it. And that's when you begin to change your attitude from being a victim of Judy into being a lion. That happens to know a Judy, poor girl. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's um, I keep hearing her scream with pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that image for whatever reason, but um, it's a bit sadistic. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's the thing. It's just like, and it's part of that same. It's part of that same mechanism in my brain is like I get into this mindset like I have to fix this. Like I have to fix it like it's a it's a done thing so that I'll be safe in the future. You know, like like even if I fix it in the moment, very quickly, this anxiety will come back where it's like I know this is going to come back. I know mm -hmm. that this issue is going to. It's going to reoccur. And then I won't be able to relax now because it's almost like I have to clinch up to prevent it from happening in the future. And this will be ah, but the clinching up to prevent it from happening in the future. That's the physical manifestation of anxiety. Right, right. Think about it. The clinching up that we do to prevent it, you know, from occurring again, that's we don't want it anymore. OK, so now we can start looking at, well, what do you mean anxiety? What is anxiety? How do you know you've got anxiety? When are you anxious? How do you know? What does it feel like? Anything? Bad. It feels really bad. No, 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 you're doing a judgment. I want to know a sensation. Use sensational words. Like sharp, deep, penetrating, throbbing. Yeah, like I would say <laughs> tight, um, clenched. Tense. Okay. Yeah, those kind of things. And where where is it in the body that's tight and clenched? We're mainly like this whole kind of upper area, the whole upper region of the body, from like the lower back on upwards through like shoulders and neck and stuff. And it's weird because it's not like a muscle tension that I can just relax. I've had it mm -hmm. in meditation where I've had like these moments when I'm really deep in meditation where suddenly this tension that I didn't even know was there will leave my body. Um, so I know that it is kind of physiological from those experiences, but I don't feel like I can just relax it like a normal tension. Like I can relax all my things, but the anxiety tension will still be like throughout my whole like body. All right. So That's one of the things that I would do, actually a, a, a whole variety or a couple of things anyway, but the first is to start on the, the feelings of the chest. Go for feeling tightness in the chest first. 
And then, because that's actually the place where we breathe the most when we are breathing, we move these chest muscles with the diaphragm opening. And so it's kind of an expansion there. Allow that expansion to actually touch, interfere, and dance with the feelings of tightness and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that as you're breathing in, you can actually stretch the tightness. And as you're breathing out, you can let it get tight again and start to let it throb with your breathing. Start to play with it as if it were a toy. Actually, after you do that, you'll find that a lot of the tension has already collected there anyway, because what tension really is in muscles and whatnot is adrenaline in the bloodstream getting into the muscles, getting them ready for flight or uh, fight and flight, and you're not fleeing and you're not fighting. You're just sitting there all tensed up. I know, I know. Okay. And and that it's, it's chemistry, it's physiological. But by deep breathing and paying attention to the chest and whatnot like that, that actually starts to clean the blood out of all of that adrenaline. Right, right. It, okay. It's remarkable, and they've known it for centuries. That's why they'll take the angry guy aside and says, take a few deep breaths. And strangely enough, all of those muscle-building uh, uh, adrenaline kind of chemicals can be flushed out of the system through breathing. That, in fact, that may have been what happened with your meditation, and you didn't know it. Mm-hmm. Next mm -hmm. time you can recognize that you can control that stuff with breathing. And see it as just an object just to be played with as a toy rather than your boss. Mm. I can feel it already, actually, just from doing deep breathing while you're talking. I can mm -hmm. feel a lot less of the tension that was there being there. Do you think that would be a good idea for me is to um, kind of notice the tension in the body instead of just as an emotion, more as a physical feeling? Yes, and, and actually yeah. take change methods to change that, to break it up, to play with it, and to get the experience of being able to do that and the joy of saying, wow, I can control that stuff, this physiological in the body. Now, the point of it is, is it got physiological because of the brain anyway, that the brain gave all of those orders for all that adrenaline. Then, in fact, there's a process that they know of with the pituitary and the penal glands, and it comes out of the uh, uh, amygdala and all that kind of wiring that sends signals right down the ba uh, path through the limbic system, right into the adrenaline. And you know why the adrenaline gland is located where it is? It's because it gets all this raw materials out of its mind, the kidney, all the crap, all the poisons. And that's what the uh, adrenaline gland does. It takes those poisons that's been taken out of the body, reassembles them, and puts them back into service. Recycle. That that makes sense to me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so it's... in a way, what we need to do is just go take a leak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy how we're like, we're like changing our like physiology with our mind and we can feel it and stuff too. Mm -hmm. It's it's crazy. Like, like when I've, when I've like done like, like some formal practice and my mind gets really sensitive, 
and I can start to notice these things. The thing is, I normally get really stuck in my head, even when I'm meditating. Like I'm normally looking at thoughts and stuff because that's what takes my attention. And so even when I'm meditating, it's a very up here kind of process. I don't normally go into the body much. It's very heady, uh-huh. very cerebral activity. For me. I know, but that's typical. You've been doing that for years. And here I am uh-huh. trying to get you back into your body to come out of your head, yeah. back into your senses. Yeah. To pay attention I like to it. the body. I like it. it feels more down to earth. You know, more well, like it's here now. Sensible. When you're up in your head, you're in concepts, you're in a world that you have created for yourself. Right, right. And it's not yeah. real. But what you can see, touch, taste, experience in the here now is real. And we're missing it. That's actually being alive, is experiencing being alive in the present moment. And so in a way, being in the past, is being deadhead. I feel that. I feel that like I feel really disconnected from my body most of most of the day, like a significant portion. I feel like I'm totally living in my own self-created hell, sort of like I'm disconnected from the, the from real life. I'm disconnected from my body. I'm thinking about things that aren't well, what are you gonna in do my situation. When you remember this. Now that you remember this, you can say, hot dog, now I can take the opportunity to take a deep breath and experience the body and experience how the body flows with chemicals and whatnot. And I've been talking myself into feeling bad through the body chemistry. Mm -hmm. And you you have a choice about that. If you'd stop following Mm -hmm. (laughs) your teacher's orders. Right. No, it's... It's totally true. It's totally true. I guess. And the thing is, is I just get sucked down these rabbit holes of of just thinking in certain bad habits and they just feel so impossible to break when I'm when I'm deep in there. Right. And be um, aware it, it, of those feelings. Yeah. They're feelings that is impossible to break, but that's just the victim's attitude. You can say, Hey, I see that. I see that stuff. And that's, in fact, the rabbit hole that Judy drove me down into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to listen to her. I can come out of these rabbit holes of despair and doubt. Mm-hmm. And begin it's, to practice yeah, correctly and feel like you're practicing correctly and know you're practicing correctly and get some attitude about it. <laughs> That you do not have to be the whipping boy of Judy. You can pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and just boogie on down the trail. Thanks, Amarato. Yeah, it's it's it is it is remarkable my capacity to all of our capacity to like <laughs> just forget what's real and go into our own worlds like I won't be focused on my body at all like the body will seem like the illusion and then my mind will seem like you know the thing that's real and that matters and and then I have all these concepts swinging swimming around in it of how like you know I'm I'm doing this myself this is all in my head you know like I'll be kind of sort of half objectifying things like the victim mindset like I will be aware that that's going on but I won't be 
able to like objectify it enough to actually like snap out of it and like see it clearly. Go take a walk if true. you can remember to. To snap out of it, the easiest way to do that is put those headphones down, pick yourself up, smile your way out of the room and boogie down the path. Just go take a walk, take a hike. Literally like go like outside. Yeah, go for a walk, <laughs> exactly. Get into the body, begin to breathe. It's hard to want to walk without breathing, but when you're sitting there at your desk, you can go into very, very shallow breathing. Definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then you're like a gas, like a, an engine that's being starved for a particular part of its fuel. I see that. I see how that happens to me. Like the more time I spend on the computer, the more I get into this conceptual land. And then when I try to meditate, it's really difficult because I have mm -hmm. all these acting thoughts telling me to do things on the computer. Yeah, yeah. So go take a walk. Go take a hike. Go enjoy the outside. It's sunshine out there. There or is, rain, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Summertime right now. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend students go for a walk. Get out in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Goenkis tells the story about the Buddha living his whole life. Open sky, open nature. Later did I find out that no, he actually had a hut. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. he recommended huts. <laughs> That's sensible enough. Gets rain everywhere. That, right, right. Just because of the rain, but other than that, we've got a porch here, and it's just marvelous. We do, we do. We have, we have everything we need. We have absolutely everything we need. Yeah. Almost yeah. the 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 funny part about it is almost everything here is alive. And much of it flies. And when it lands, it bites. But it's still in paradise. <laughs> I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's all alive. Like even under our feet, like the grass. And birds. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they don't bite here, but I mean, maybe if they got really hungry. And the only miserable being on the planet Earth is human. I, 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 I. I, I agree with that. That makes a lot of sense to me. Straight up, like the only being who's just like perpetually like in their own self-created hell in their minds, it's human. Mm -hmm. And we can well, see like some, different people. Like, mm -hmm. Sometimes animals will go crazy like humans, but they generally do so under the guidance of a human. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, like they've been trained to like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think. <laughs> well, the point, Robert, is that you do uh, not enough of critical thinking and more of just listening and feeling to all of the super ego stuff that you've got going on, that you've got quite a list of rules that you fail at. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And their duty is with that list of rules, and she'll just pop up with one new rule after another. And your mm -hmm. job is to say, aha, I see you. Right, I see you, Judy. Stop. I see and you, I'll... Judy. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Thank you, Damash. That's a really good. This has been a really good discussion. This is this is actually it's interesting how I, I was so tensed up like the last three days that we didn't talk. And even in this discussion, like I can feel like I'm thinking so much more clearly. And it's it's almost like it just not almost like it, it did. It just takes you to like say to me, like. Put your head back on straight that I'm like, OK, <laughs> Okay. I have, back I have on some your control body. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it back on my body. Yeah, not in the clouds. Like I have the capacity to think clearly and feel these uh, like energies and chemicals in my body and stuff. And like just. Hi, hey, Robert. Well, let's finish this. This has been a really great talk. I'm I'm glad about this. <laughs> Even though the second half is short, never mind. We may or may not put it out there with the first one. But that first part of the talk, that was good. That was good. So yeah, I mean, you, do what you got to do. Yeah. We'll see ya. Thank you, Damaster. Thank you very, very kindly. I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll let you know how it's going. Hopefully, it'll be good news and it'll be one of those success stories. Oh, next I'm time, intending for it to be. Yeah, yeah. Leaving you programmed thing. that way. <laughs> Thank you. That, I appreciate you looking at already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to I got to install the new software, the new update. <laughs> All righty. We'll see you. All right, ciao. <laughs>